0: Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode we've got another movie review and this time we're looking at Dolomite Is My Name.
1: Directed by Craig Brewer, Dolomite Is My Name is a biographical comedy film written by Scott Alexander and Larry Karazinski. The movie is on Netflix now, but if you haven't watched Dolomite Is My Name yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers.
0: Eddie Murphy stars as filmmaker Rudy Ray Moore, best known for portraying the character of Dolomite in both his stand-up routine and a series of black exploitation films, starting with Dolomite in 1975. Luke, you have the plot.
1: In 1970s LA, struggling comedian Rudy Ray Moore hears stories of a pimp called Dolomite from a homeless man whom he piles with cash and booze for more and more details. He builds the character, putting together a costume including ruffled pink shirts, an afro wig and an elegant walking stick. Moore hits it big when his raunchy alter ego, Doll Mike, then risks it all to take his act to the big screen. I'm going to say this. For me, big Eddie Murphy fan, this is his best performance since the 80s. Yeah. This um... is pure unfiltered Eddie Murphy and I get it he is playing a real life person
0: yeah so there's a there's a there's a realism to it there's an actual not to say his other role his comedic roles aren't you know you know the best example of his of his acting skills but you know there is something more he's bringing to this and you know if anything if you were to say anything this should get you excited for coming to America or whatever
1: it's called and Beverly Hills Cop 4 (laughs) and all the other sequels that Murphy's making can we officially say Eddie Murphy is back with this movie at least he definitely is back and there's still talks of Netflix specials we did mention on a recent movie show that Eddie Murphy's saying that coming to America will be a PG unlike the R-rated first movie but in this because he's playing this real guy Rudy Ray Moore who clearly swore a hell of a lot. I have never heard Eddie Murphy swear as much as he does in this movie, and it's something that he shied away from for decades. I mean, he went through the script of Beverly Hills Cop Three and removed a lot of the bad language, and that was back in what was that the early nineties? Yeah, I guess the.
0: What about in his you know his um you know his big well known stand up routines? Eighties. Yeah, but did
1: he swore a lot in that yeah, but that in terms that's, of movies that was who he was that was who he was as a performer that's who you saw him portraying in certain movies not all cuz like coming to america although an R rated movie his character isn't necessarily giving an R rated No R-rated you're right
0: Yeah, like, I'm trying to actually think of a movie role and he had he doesn't hasn't never really ventured down that sort of path
1: watching this movie it feels like it was written for Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Do you
0: know what's funny? Like on the like on the rating on the bad language and stuff. This movie has it, and you know it, it warrants the bad language, and there's other stuff in it. But at no point, you know, when you get like a you know like a crude movie with you know with the bad language and uh, other stuff going on, that gives it that rating. Sometimes you get a bit of a you know the movie can be nasty. It can be you know grim, gritty, you know adult orientated, and that sort of characters doing things. Nothing in this movie is. Is like disgusting or gross or no acts from any of the characters are like, you know, mean or cruel or nasty at all. It's it's actually a very pleasant, happy movie. Like it's
1: it is it's a movie with swear words and stuff, but well, a lot of heart. But yeah, you're right. That R rating it's coming from all the bad language. Yeah, no one's.
0: Stepping on anyone, being you know like backstabbing people, like there's nothing like that. There's no violence, you know. There's stylized and acted violence, you know, in terms of when they're making the movie and stuff. But did even... I look
1: like Shaft? <laughs> one of my best lines. Well, I did. It's not my line. One of his best lines. <laughs> yeah, but Love it.
0: Yeah, it's just a very pleasant, happy movie, and I guess that's yeah, that's what I gotta
1: say. <laughs> it really is. It's it's a really good dramatic movie with a lot of laughs and the movie's got heart and talking about all the bad language and ordinarily we wouldn't spend so much time talking about swearing but what the bad language didn't do it wasn't detracting me from the movie like, I wasn't it wasn't taking me out like it very much felt a part of it and they weren't yeah. swearing to get an R rating yeah it
0: wasn't like an add on like oh we just needed we just need it there for whatever reason it was like this is how these People, these real people would have been interacting and talking to each other a lot, you know? Like, they would have been using this language.
1: And this movie has a fantastic cast. We've got Devine Joy Randolph playing Lady Reed. And at first, I thought she was going to be introduced as a character that would come in and go out again. He first meets her in the bar, and he talks her around to singing again. And more so later in the movie, when he's going to that film premiere, like, those two characters have got such... A strong dynamic and a really good relationship together. And yeah, like this movie really got me. I have got to be honest, when it started and you've got Rudy Ray Moore or Dolmite and he's on stage, and he's you know, he's in the club and he's telling his jokes. I wasn't laughing. And but everyone in the audience in the movie yeah, are yeah. laughing, and then I'm thinking, oh no, is this is this movie not for me? And I start to think like that for yeah, a like little bit. Yeah,
0: like whether it be, you know, because of the period, because of, I guess, the the cultural you know, the dynamics. The references. Yeah, like, yeah, I was thinking, is we this... We don't know of that era, that, you know, that... So climate. it was going
1: over my head, so I did worry a little bit because this is a movie, you know, looking at it as being Murphy's big comeback, I was really looking forward to it. And then again, like as I started watching it, I'm like, oh, shit. But no, it is... <laughs> A really funny movie, and it's great. Other actors in here, we've got Keegan-Michael Key, huge fan of him, one half of Key and Peele. He's playing the character Jerry Jones, and what I'll say about his performance in this, whenever he played a white character in Key and Peele for a sketch, in this movie, he's very much doing his white man voice. (laughs) To me, that's what I heard.
0: Like he's not even black in this movie. Is that what we were
1: saying? No, he's but he's he's talk He's using his white man voice that he'd use in the Kim Peele sketches. Right. Okay. He is playing a black man or mixed race <laughs> in this movie, but he's kind of like, he's not talking like he would him in real life.
0: Yeah. So he's putting on a voice. There, he plays
1: he. a hyena in the Lion King, the John <laughs> Fabro version, and how he talks in the Lion King. That's how he talks oh, voice, in real yeah. life. In this movie, is very much putting on a voice. But yeah, I mean, we don't have to go through all of them. But it's well, it's a really strong cast.
0: Let's go through the the, the cameos. Are, I mean, the the movie opens with Snoop Dogg. For crying out loud, like it is close to the beginning, isn't
1: it? Yeah, Snoop yeah, Dogg. yeah. No, because he's the DJ in the record store. Mm. And yeah, oh, who like Yeah, uh, Chris Rock got Ti. Interesting with Chris Rock, his first ever movie appearance was Beverly Hills Cop 2. Bit of trivia for you there. And here he he is in another Eddie Murphy film. Because all these guys coming out, you know, Keegan, again, I'm a big fan of him, and all these other actors like Titus Burgess from Kimmy Schmidt, I like them, but they're not, like, big guys. But then you've got someone like Chris Rock popping up in this Eddie Murphy film, you can't help but feel they've got a relationship that goes back some years.
0: Absolutely, like whatever but went on behind the scenes, you know, like whether there's strong contacts or it's just, you know, yeah, you're right. There's a relationship. Somehow he's much like Adam Sandler does, like you gather up his mates, you know, like whether they go back 20 years, 30 years, or, you know, they've met a couple years back. Somehow they, he's brought all these people together. Um, but then you do get a big name like Wesley Snipes.
1: There he is. We've put it off long enough. Devil Let's man. talk so about Snipes. He is Brilliance in this. So
0: he's playing the the guy who ends up directing the movie, the the
1: doll might But he's movie. a real guy, and this yeah. this show is seen from a movie that he did. Like he'd done like bit parts in big movies, but he just that I think what was it, The Omen, that he had. He would like the the doorman in The Omen. Oh, the real guy was that Snipes yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> is playing. But honestly. Because he's the... an actor
0: and director kind of thing,
1: yeah. But this is the first time he's directing, and that's how Dolmite gets him in the first place. Like if you're involved, that like, we don't just want you to act, you can direct. Yeah, I'm on board. Honestly, yeah. Snipes is in this, he's wasted the whole time. <laughs> and you know Snipes is gonna be in Coming to America 2.
0: Oh, okay, sure. It's all connected, right?
1: <laughs> but it is just coming number two America. So I'm like saying coming. To that's Arizona. why I got confused. It is confusing. I was trying to say that. the <laughs> new coming to America film. <laughs> Snipes is going to be in that as well. But he he was great in this, and how he was reacting to Dolmite's stunts, you know, because he's trying, like he's legitimately trying to be as cool as Shaft. Like didn't learn karate. He's just trying to right, replicate yeah. what he'd seen on TV. And you, and you got you know Snipes character.
0: He's trying to make a a good movie, and then. You know they're changing things on that the the lovemaking scene where they're just like let's just make it funny. I mean that
1: was hilarious, and that's like some insecurities that that Moore had. Like he didn't want to be in like a straight sex scene. He wanted it played for laughs. Yeah, because he could. You know, it's easier to be a goofball than to. Yeah, because he was a bit self-conscious a about his weight, and he's like, let's just make it funny, and he, and it really worked. And honestly, like the big takeaway for me with this movie, I had no idea. I literally had no idea. So when I first heard about Dolmite (laughs) as a movie, I'm like, what is it? And when the first trailer dropped, YouTube automatically then showed the Dolmite trailer. Uh, And I'm like, holy crap, this looks insane. But even then, okay, so it's a real movie. It really happened. But then how far like how the influence of this movie like how far it actually it's actually a lot
0: bigger it's i mean it's obviously a there's a genre here of film that i'm not familiar with and i'll admit that and i've never seen you know uh dolmite or the succeeding movies that that more did go for but you know like it was a big thing i guess in the in the 70s and especially in the in the us you know like cultural movement it was a big influential sort of set of films and stuff but i mean it, it's just before our time i guess and i guess not because it wasn't relevant to our childhoods growing up and all that you know
1: living here or wherever you were as a kid but you've got that moment like i mean we talked about it before and i guess you know we got into it more so with our black panther review that representation is very important as a moment towards the beginning of this movie when you've got more in his friends and they're in the cinema and everybody's laughing at this movie with white people about white people they're surrounded by a white audience everybody's laughing and they're like where are we like we're, we're not we're not there, and that's when Moore gets the idea. I need to get in the light. I need to like get in the movies.
0: But I mean, that's what this movie is about. It's about you know, like, uh, there is you know the representation thing sort of on the forefront there, but at the core of it, it's about this one character who he just wants to be. He just wants to be better, and he wants to be up there, and he wants to succeed. And they, you know, like try. He's already sort of had these achievements and, you know, he's ticking off these boxes and he's like, the next step is, you know, that silver screen, the 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 big screen there in the spotlight. I, I want to be in the movies. That he seems... wants to
1: be noticed. That's He doesn't yeah. want to be passed by. He doesn't want to be n-
0: forgotten about and never remember. He wants to be something. That's what this movie's about. And he takes on the challenge and he just doesn't take no for an answer. He'll keep pushing and being detained. And that's why this movie is like... It's just joyful. There's just a happiness to it that it's.
1: I mean, this movie did get a limited theatrical release, and I think that's in part because Netflix wanted it to whole, be eligible for the awards right, season. Okay, They're doing yep. it with the Irishman. There's a Meryl Street movie. The was it the Laundromat or the Laundrette? There's another movie on Netflix, and they seem to have rolled them out across November. They'll have like a couple of days, couple of weeks at the cinema to tick that box. And then maybe a week later, it gets its Netflix release. But this movie is deserving of being on the big screen. I had so much fun in this movie. It's very well made, and again, start to finish, strong performances. Another actor uh, we've not mentioned him, Bob Odenkirk. He's really good in this. Yes. What did he? What does his character do though? He, he's in it very briefly. Oh, he he came in and out of it because he was in, like, the movie biz, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. Like, he was a producer? Yeah. And he was at the studio, and initially they turned down Dolmite and then he was getting funding elsewhere. Oh, that's right. And then he was at risk of losing everything because he was gambling. And that's the thing. The guy, he just took so many risks, and he didn't stop. And you said it before, like, he set out to do something, and he was achieving it. And then he's just taking everyone along, along for the ride.
0: I guess, like, what you kind of... Expect, I guess,
1: from a generic
0: movie with plot twists and, you know, things unfolding and, you know, like, uh, hurdles and stuff like that, you'd think something would... You know, a a big chunk of this movie is them making a movie and you'd think there'd be more hurdles in the production and, you know, antics and things like that happening and, oh, no, this isn't going to get... isn't going to work and, you know, like, Eddie Murphy's character is going to be, like, in the the slums and he's going to be like, oh, you know, we need to make this happen and some sort of scheme... No, it all just kind of works. Like, there's things happening and there's other sort of hurdles that they're dealing with. But it's not the ones you would expect in, in something. You know, like, my first thought is, um, what's that movie that... Uh, it's actually another Eddie Murphy one with Bowfinger. Steve... <laughs> Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Yeah, Steve Martin. I thought
1: about Bowfinger so much <laughs> enjoying this movie. It's the
0: same sort of thing. You know, like, they're making a movie... T- I think in both thing, there was no budget though, wasn't it? We like, had aliens. No <laughs> yeah, That's <laughs> that is, that is,
1: that, Honestly, that is a great movie. Such a good movie.
0: Um, but yeah, you know, in that movie, there's there's antics, there's all these this random stuff happening. Everybody's
1: kung fu fighting. Like, it's nuts. freeze frame. What a way to end the movie. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this one, it's it's more simple, and I guess it is it's a real it's you know it's real things happening so it doesn't because it happened. Because, it happened because it that's happened right. and,
1: and honestly like when they get to the you know the, the the cue cards at the end it's like when it's okay and then this happened this happened and this happened and you're like wow this guy really did make a difference and have an influence yeah. on people that were to follow and you had, what he did and
0: you get yeah snippets of like you know the 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 movie the actual movies that were made and i i think the what I, or obviously, the movie that they're making in this movie takes scenes from other ones. I guess just because I guess they're iconic, they're they're well known, I suppose, to the people who know to, who know them. Um, so they're pulling from other as if it was one movie. but I think that's fine. That's
1: bending realism for the sake of the movie. But that's cool. I don't know the Dolomite movies enough <laughs> to, to have picked that out. I just took it all at face value. I see. I think like
0: the scene like where you know, there's a fight in the driveway and the guys get, like, thrown into the boot of the car. The, okay, That's yep. from, like, a different movie. Right, so, okay. you know, something like that. Yeah, so,
1: I, I think they can play a bit free and Absolutely. With that. and if it's iconic, gonna, chuck yeah, it exactly in. right. They're going to put it in this movie. People that are new to it like we are showed the best scenes.
0: Exactly. We don't know any different anyway until we look into it. <laughs> it's... Oh, honestly,
1: I, I had so much fun with this and I've got to say, like, the, this movie, a lot of what... I really liked about it, Teddy Murphy. Like, he's giving a solid performance. Like, at no point is he just phoning it in. Like, he's he's making this movie because he wants to and it shows it's, it's in the performance.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, there's definitely a, a passion and a... I suppose, you know, they're honouring the, you know, the real life figure that they're obviously the movie is about like, and I guess... There's a, a love and appreciation for that person and I guess all the people making this movie are probably feeling like yeah we're making this movie for him it's I guess so yeah what they what he did for for the industry and I guess their part that they take in and, and what they can gain from it as well you know representing their culture and their people I guess like not to put a separation in there but yeah the did you notice the the actual dedication to Eddie Murphy's brother?
1: yeah who yeah. passed away
0: yes, yeah, so I guess there's that as well like, and I suppose him as well probably had a a strong connection to those
1: movies and, and it was his brother oh. that first introduced him to Dolmite
0: oh, and that's so why a, yeah that's but, why
1: he dedicated it to his brother that's fantastic
0: all right, I guess on that let's um let's rate this Eddie Murphy Netflix movie.
1: Just hearing Netflix movie, <laughs> I, I don't know, it somehow makes it sound as though it should be lesser. You know, you got Adam Sandler's pumping out all these Netflix yeah, films. Netflix original. But you know what? This movie did get a limited theatrical run and it plays like a theatrical movie. I I really enjoyed it and I, and I hope people do watch it. I mean, one, you're going to get this fantastic performance by Eddie Murphy, but also like... Again, like the two of us, you're introduced to like a part of cinematic history that we didn't even know about and the influence that this guy had. Yeah, I like to think that, that Eddie Murphy is back and then he's going to continue to have success after success. And I'm going to come in at a strong four out of five with this one. I really did enjoy it. I was hoping to go back and watch it a second time before we recorded but unfortunately I didn't have time to but for sure I'm going to go back and watch it again like it is such a good movie
0: yeah I mean I I think the only the only way I would rate it higher than what I'm going to rate it is if you know I think if I had knowledge of of this genre of film of more of um, you know yeah everything that this movie actually is about you know like all that Background knowledge, I think, I'd have a bigger appreciation, and I would have really enjoyed, you know, seeing seeing those movies sort of come to life in a way in this film. So I think that would have been really cool. But I guess coming in blind, you know, you get the you you just get a story that you didn't know existed, and it has sort of um, opened the doors for this other sort of sub genre, I guess, um, which I, yeah, just not familiar with. But at the same time, you know, you're still getting. Fantastic performances! You're getting a slew of uh, great actors and you know cameo appearances, whether they're just for fun or you know a bigger purpose. And it's good to see them all on screen together. And like I said at the start, you know, like this movie is—it's just a nice, happy, friendly movie. It's—it's—it's it's, it's like a—it's a feel good without being you know s- sloppy and slappy about it. It's just—it's an enjoyable flick. So I'm gonna come in with a with a strong four out of five as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, same as you. You know, I didn't know too much more than than what we got with this movie, but I liked that. I liked watching a story unfold about a real life person from the film industry that I just wasn't familiar with, and again, just being pleasantly surprised at how far-reaching his influence was. But when I went to watch it on Netflix, well, I, I didn't really pay attention to it to begin with. But the the image that they have. Where you select the movie was them at the premiere, like all dressed up, and I didn't take note of it. And I'm oh. glad that I, that I blanked that because it's kind of tipping the hat. <laughs> <that> <laughs> he's going to be a success. So as I'm watching it, I legitimately I didn't know if the, if this was going to be a rags to riches story. I thought maybe yeah. he would just lose it all. So you, at the same time, you can still benefit from
0: literally knowing nothing about. I think about so, this yeah, because and, and his legacy there. If you know.
1: Who Dolmite was, the influence it had, like you know the, how the change that came about. Yeah. you kind of know that it's going to have a happy ending. So, us being in the dark, I think for me, I, I think it benefited my experience. There's definitely still
0: benefits there. I just reckon that there could have been even more. But yeah, again, I a mean, different it, that would have been a different thing, point of it? view. Like as
1: well. you know, if you're watching, let's like, say, all the Marvel movies and the Easter eggs. Like if you're a casual viewer, you're watching the broad strokes. But if you're, you're like, you know, you're, you're looking out for all this stuff, then mm-hmm. you're going to get like a different experience. Absolutely. But it's a bloody good film. <laughs> Dolmite is my name. Love it. Okay, I'm going to finish
0: up a little bit of uh, trivia as we always do. But I have a question for you. So Snoop Dogg's in this movie. My question for you is: How many feature films has Snoop Dogg been
1: in? Give me a minute, right? Soul Plane, Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> um, I mean, take a stab. Don't spend too long. Okay, okay. About it. You know, don't go through his whole back catalogue. I'm going to say it's going to be it's going to be a bigger number than I'm initially going to go with because so I'm going to be a surprise. I'm sure. Um, I'm going to say, including this one, sure, <laughs> thirty-five.
0: Oh, so close. This is his 40th feature film. Wow. So he's done 40. But I've got a few more stats here. Okay. So he has appeared in 101 music videos. What? 101. So that's like popping up in someone else's. Probably. As well. Yeah, I'm sure. That, I mean, that is, a, that is impressive. He's appeared in 14 documentaries. Right. So I don't know if that's made up of him. Of Things about him or if he's done interviews or something like that.
1: So here's the making of the music video (laughs) documentary.
0: He's, um, I guess, appeared or voiced in seven animated movies. He's had 38 TV series appearances. Oh, wow. And here's the kicker. Right. Two pornographic movies. Really? Mm. Proper porn. Well... <laughs> Snoop has directed and co produced and guest starred in these movies Snoop Dogg's Doggy <laughs> Style from 2001 and Snoop Dogg's Hustlers Diary of a Pimp in 2002. Right, are these like erotic thrillers
1: or are these proper porn?
0: Look, mate, I don't know. Stop asking questions. <laughs>
1: Stop talking to me while I Google.
0: <laughs> wow. Luke's, Luke's going to go home and watch some Snoop
1: yeah. Dogg porn? I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, um, that is. Something the most variety I think you've ever delivered as part of trivia. We don't It's got everything. It's got porn, it's got (laughs) kids' movies, music videos.
0: (laughs) Ain't that a fact. Snoop Dogg. Oh wow. We don't do much with Snoop yeah, Snoop Dogg movies and I think it's the first time we've been able to talk about him. So I took the opportunity. I figure Eddie Murphy will pop up one day again, so we can talk Eddie Murphy next time.
1: Yeah. We welcome. We do coming to America too.
0: <laughs> That's it for our review of All Dolomite Is My Name. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review.
1: It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Films Podcast. and we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics which each have their own Facebook pages. All of our episodes can be found on our website, com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Terminator Dark Fate and Doctor Sleep. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern movie and Rewind and Review have a recent episode looking at The Simpsons' Treehouse of Horror 11 to 15. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, Stu. See you
0: soon.